Aloha, namaste, and welcome back to the Healing Laughter Podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things related to self-love, manifestation, spirituality, the power of positive affirmations, healing water, astrology, and so much more. I'm your host, Katie Utterback. I'm an ICF-certified spiritual life coach, a Western tropical astrologer, breathwork practitioner, dog mom, and wannabe mermaid. Okay, so the 88 Gateway is coming up, also known as the Lion's Portal, the Lion's Gateway. And this is actually an energetic cosmic event that happens every year on or around August 8th, which is why it's called the 88 Portal. It happens on the eighth day of the eighth month of the year. And it's usually a day filled with love. The power of manifestation is incredibly potent on this day because the veil between worlds, that what separates the spirit world from the dense earthly realm is actually incredibly thin. That means that these high vibrational frequencies are available to you, to me, to everyone else, allowing love, prosperity, and abundance in all ways to enter our lives if we choose and flow in a state of love, peace, joy, freedom, and gratitude. Now, in numerology, the number eight is incredibly potent and powerful because the symbol of the number eight looks pretty much identical to the infinity symbol. And in love and in life, the spirit world, when it comes to energy, there's always movement. Energy is always in motion, but it's neutral. Energy is neutral and it's our perception of the energy based on our life experiences, our soul challenges, our level of fear, how awake and in tune we are with our higher self. That affects our perception of whether energy is good or bad, positive or negative, but there's always the option of neutrality. Energy can be neutral, and that's really something that I've been working on personally in 2022 is removing my ego and my attachment to things in the external world like people, food, material items, so that I can really develop a sense of safety, a sense of self-worth, love, joy, gratitude with just me, myself, and I as I am. Now, currently we are in Leo season, and when the sun is in the astrological sign of Leo, represented by the lion, ruled by the sun, it's time to party, it's time to have a good time, but it's also a great time for self-love. Now, Leo, the archetype of Leo, they're very fiery, passionate individuals. They love to celebrate life and how awesome it is to be alive, but they also have a dramatic side. They're very expressive in a dramatic way. They're assertive in a dramatic way, and they're even creative in a dramatic way. As a fire sign, Leos have a lot of energy and passion. They are initiators. They bring people together by creating and having fun and enjoying themselves. As natural leaders, Leos possess a lot of integrity and determination, but Leos can also be a little self-indulgent. They can come off a little cocky, and that's because they're just very confident in themselves so confident that they may not be the type to actually reach out to other people. Now, Leo energy is very proud or prideful, and Leos can be quite determined and usually get their way when they really want to. So a challenge for anyone with strong Leo placements, if you are a Leo sun, Leo rising, is likely to temper any tendency for arrogance, egotistical behavior, and to really develop humility and compassion when it comes to other people, learning to detach yourself from the outcome and learning how to radiate that abundant energy freely to help enhance the life of other people around you. Now, when the sun and the moon are both in Leo, it's a time for love because Leo rules the heart. 
Leo season then is celebrated as a time to live in our heart space, to live this heart love energy and to focus on what opens up our heart, to focus on celebrating love, not just partnered love, but self-love because Leo is also the natural ruler of the fifth house and the fifth house is all about creativity, self-expression, children, romance, and affection. So really there is a strong theme here with feelings of love, enjoying life, and it's all amplified during Leo season. So oftentimes the stereotype for Leo has been the party animal of the Zodiac. And that's true. Leo season is work hard, play hard, if there ever was a Zodiac to represent that energy. But we must not forget that Leo is also associated with the heart center. And Leo also represents the individualized expression of the divine. Now, notice that I said individualized expressions of the divine, because when Jupiter went retrograde on July 29th, the day after that illuminated new moon in Leo, that was a signal to us. It wasn't just a small signal, it was a flashing light that the energy really wanted us to slow down and spend time with our own hearts, our own minds, our own bodies. Now, I don't use the word divine here lightly because the significance of this 8-8 portal, the lion's gate, goes back thousands of years to ancient Egypt. And this is when this astrological spiritual gateway, the thinning of the veil, was first observed, honored, and celebrated. Now, this was a time of great energetic influx and activation, and that spiritual light is still available to us now. And when we are able to focus that energy, when we're able to use that energy, we can really use that energy to help us when it comes to soul embodiment, abundance, harvest-related goals and manifestations, and fertility. So that means that the time around the 8-8 Lion's Gate is incredibly powerful for manifestation, love, and prosperity. Now, in ancient Egypt, there was a belief that the gods descended from the belt of Orion, and that Sirius, which is the brightest star in the sky, Sirius became the goddess Isis. And so Isis, along with Orion, who became the god, I can't really pronounce this, I'm sorry, Osiris, created human civilization together. So Orion was very important to ancient Egyptian culture because Orion kind of represented the, the father of all gods, Sa, the father of the Egyptian gods. So one theory is that in honor of the gods, the ancient Egyptians created three pyramids to replicate Orion's belt on the sands of the earth. And the size and placement of these three particular pyramids does take into account the brightness and location of the stars in Orion's belt, meaning that there's two smaller, two smaller pyramids and then there's a, a larger one, kind of reflecting the relationship between Sirius and Orion's belt. I also want to flag for you that the pyramids face true north from like a geographical measurement place, <laughs> even though the earth has shifted in, we know that the geography of continents has shifted, like the North Pole, for example, we know that it has moved, but the pyramids still face true north. So to me, that just kind of adds to the mystery behind the pyramids. Or I probably should say it just adds to one of the many mysteries behind the pyramids. Another interesting thing to note is that it takes about 26,000 years for the stars of Orion's belt to complete a full cycle and shift to one side of the pyramids all the way and then shift all the way back to the other side. So full, full rotation or circle is 26,000 years, but it takes 
13,000 years to descend to the lowest point, 13,000 years to ascend up to the highest point. And that number 13 stuck out to me because when I first started studying numerology almost a decade ago, it was the history of women that really popped out to me in relationship to the number 13. Because historically, the number 13 was seen as a very lucky number. It was not seen as evil. And even Friday the 13th, that was viewed as an extremely lucky day. It was a day that um, people believed that the power of the divine, the goddess energy, feminine blessings were extremely potent because the moon of feminine energy has 13 cycles every year. And women experience 13 menstrual cycles every year. But when the patriarchy took over, Friday the 13th became demonized along with spirituality, nature, crystals, marijuana, other plant medicines, and even women. So women were burned at the stake for being healers, for being empaths, for being midwives. And that was because there was so much fear around power, love, light, and there was fear around the ability to alchemize pain and fear and turn that into success and growth because not everybody knew how to do that. So whenever I see a, a number 13, I take it as a cue or like a clue from the universe that there's some kind of feminine energy here. There's some kind of blessing, abundance, rest. You're being provided for in this energy. And this energy really even though I'm saying feminine energy, it's available to every single one of us. It's not just for women or those who identify as women because we all have feminine energy. We all have masculine energy. So going back to these pyramids, it's clear that these pyramids hold some kind of celestial significance in Egypt. And in 2022, there is a special relationship with the number 13 because there are 13 up-level full moon moments in 2022 and as I said back in December 2021, 2022 would be a year all about authenticity. So in December, I shared with you that in 2022, we were going to experience a lot of challenges and we would be pushed to figure out what the authentic version of us truly wants, truly needs, truly desires on an individual level, not just a collective level. And I also told you that there would not be a lot of room for error for you to not be authentically you. In other words, Anytime you make a decision that's not actually in alignment with what you wanted, what's not an actual fuck yes for you, it's going to scream at you. And each full moon in 2022 carries tremendous power. It's like 13 gifts. So each full moon has this intense up-level energy with it, like somebody's banging a gong. And it's been loud, it's dramatic, and we are still reverberating by the time we reach the the next moon. So I don't know, are we on like moon nine, moon 10? Like literally we have been swimming in this reverberating intense energy for months and it's getting further amplified as we continue forward through this metamorphosis process, right? We're swimming in this until we get to December, 2022. And in December, 22, we're going to have a full moon experience unlike any we've ever had before. And that's because if you did not do the work in 2022, if you allowed yourself to succumb to density, to fear, to the comfort of what is familiar, when we begin 2023, you will enter 2023 from where we were energetically in December 2021. It will feel like 2022 was a Groundhog Day experience. And that's fine if that's what you choose. 
but there is another option. If you do the work, if you take the time to breathe, to consciously show up as your true authentic self, you are going to experience magic and blessings unlike you've ever experienced before. There will be abundance around you in always, always, and you will once again live in a heaven on earth, a paradise garden of Eden. Now, deep breath, this is not meant to scare you because in truth, we are at a moment of extraordinary transformation, extraordinary blessings. But that also means, like I said, that everything and anything that could stop you is in your face, screaming, density, fear, greed, jealousy, polarity. Now, even if you can't see it, there are big transformations happening on an energetic level right now. And it's been happening all year long. And no, we're not even close to being done. We have the last super full moon of the year coming up next week when we have the Aquarius full moon on August 11th. But we have a lot of other stuff coming up. We have Mars is going to go retrograde in Gemini for about six months coming up. And this is huge because normally Mars will spend about six weeks or so in a particular sign. So this is a really fucking long time for Mars to be in any zodiac, let alone Gemini. We also have Uranus and Taurus, and Uranus has been hanging out in Taurus since 2018 and has been hating it. Uranus and Taurus are not the best of friends. And when we had that triple conjunction in Taurus on July 31st, August 1st, it meant that there was something explosive, surprising, maybe galactic, entering our energy. And Uranus is going to continue hanging out in Taurus until 2026. So we could see Taurian topics further influenced or affected by that explosive Uranian energy. So it could be finances, economy, food, the body, earth. There really could be disruptions in any or all of these areas. And then we have another round of eclipse season happening this October. It's August right now. So if we're following the energetic cadence, the rule of threes, August, September, October, oh, we're already swimming in that energy of eclipse season. And the eclipses, remember, are affecting Taurus and Scorpio, possibly other fixed signs like Leo and Aquarius more than any other sign. And that's because the North Node is in Taurus, the South Node is in Scorpio, and that particular transit lasts about 18 months. So the North Node entered Taurus, South Node entered Scorpio around January 2022, and we have about a year or so to go with these nodal placements. So Really, the energy is affecting fixed signs, Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius more than any other sign through October, November 2023. That means that there's a lot of change, a lot of fixed energy, fixed structures, things that don't want to change, things that are resist, things that like to resist change are changing. And as we move into the age of Aquarius, the importance of every voice being heard, of no one being left out. No one being left behind. That's increasingly important. Emotional intelligence is increasingly important, as is having a personal culture of things that you do that make you feel like you again. Now, this can look like taking a conscious deep breath and inviting the oxygen to flow into our body consciously. It can look like asking our body what it needs, telling our body that we remember and that we love ourselves, drinking water, dancing, eating a nutritious diet, it's also consuming media that's good for our mind, body, and soul too. So music, books, poetry, relationships. Where are you focusing your energy? Where are you spending your time, your money? Are you in a scarcity mindset or one of abundance? 
Now, during the 8-8 Lionsgate portal, Orion's belt appears to directly align with the Pyramid of Giza. And from our perspective on Earth, it appears that Sirius, which is the brightest star we can see, comes closer to Earth. So just for a little uh, cosmic perspective, the star Sirius is actually twice the size of our sun, and it's 26 times brighter than the sun. So this is why the Lionsgate is such a profound and powerful time. There is so much light and love pouring to Earth. And the energies of Sirius and this gateway are particularly focused, like I said, on soul embodiment, abundance, harvest, and fertility, which means that you can really use this Lionsgate portal to manifest around those topics. This energy is also creating an, a new slate, a clean slate, by clearing out some of that dense energy, that old programming that's making us stuck or fearful. And as that old energy clears, it's making space for that new energy to come in. But remember, we are human beings having a human experience on earth. And when change happens, it can feel scary. We can feel like we're confused. We might have, you know, physical ascension symptoms. But again, it's taking time to work on ourselves, to remember and come back to ourselves so that when we do experience that kind of change, that we can be there with ourselves. Now, energy, the moon, the stars, the Lionsgate portal, it's never just going to clear anything on its own and just bring in the new energy. So energy, like I said, it's neutral and we have to shift internally to witness and experience the change because the energy is not just going to do the hard work of clearing trauma, clearing old energy, old programming, karmic energy. It's not going to clear that on its own. You have to do your part and clear out the old dense energy and you have to invite in joy, love, abundance, peace so that you recognize it when you see it in yourself. So in these tough times when really all of us are growing, learning, alchemizing, expanding. Trust that you are on the right path. Keep going and trust your gut like you have never trusted your gut before. When Jupiter went retrograde, that energy was really about us learning to trust ourselves, Even when our external world is telling us that we're wrong and misguided, it's can you trust yourself? Can you listen to yourself? And Jupiter will stay retrograde through November 24th, 2022. So when your intuition is screaming at you, a question to maybe journal or think about is, do you have enough self-love, self-trust to stay your course? I know for me, when I feel lost or overwhelmed, unsure, I like to go outside and just look up at the stars, the planets, the moon, the sun, and I'll ask for guidance and support from the cosmos. And I like to use the mantra of self-ascension when I do that. I am here. I am open. I am ready. Guide me. I've also started trying to ask myself questions and reminding myself, like, maybe my abandonment wound is triggered, but what do I need from me? What does my inner child need from me? Now, when I started my healing journey, my focus was not on myself and Part of that was because I identified as an empath, so I wanted to help others heal. But as I and other spiritual coaches can attest to, most healers end up doing massive inner healing work when we launch our own business because when we're seeing the highest potential in others, what we're really seeing is the highest potential in ourselves. 
most of us who are empathetic, who experienced childhood trauma, who were parentified and meshed, we were not taught how to care for ourselves. So when you look in the mirror, when you see your own reflection, I want you to start saying to yourself, I love you and I will care for you. You are safe with me and I will take care of you. The reason that's so impactful is because most of us criticize and nitpick our reflection. But if we stopped, if we took the time to look back at ourselves and really care for our internal world, then that kind of love and care would actually be reflected back to us in our external world. If you are what you eat, then you are what you think and what you say too. It all affects your soul. And have you ever stopped to think about how you are so much more than what you perceive yourself to be? So really use this Lionsgate portal energy to let go of what you think you know and start to observe the world around you more. Let go of what you were told and just breathe in knowing even if just for a second that you matter. I want to invite you to use this Lionsgate portal as a time to be vulnerable, to live a life that when you look back and reflect on everything, you say, wow, I'm really glad I did that instead of I wish I would have done X, Y, or Z. Remember, 2022 is a year where density is testing us collectively and individually. Oh, especially individually. And the challenges that we have experienced really will increase as we progress deeper into this year because we're being tested to see if we truly trust the universe, if we can hold space for love, peace, joy, trust, while our ego is screaming at us to hide, to succumb to fear, to panic, and to anger. But that's the thing about our ego. Our ego always resists change, but our ego is the first to dance and celebrate when those new blessings arrive. Such a sly pirate. So use this potent energy to develop a deep sense of self-trust, Learn how to recognize yourself at this new, deeper level, because this is a time of enlightenment. It's our lion moment. Do you love yourself enough and trust yourself enough to be seen for who you really are? Just like the lioness leaving her cave, we know that there are poachers out there who are waiting for the perfect shot. And just like most of us feel embarrassed to share all parts of ourselves, it's in that vulnerability that true beauty exists. It's in that vulnerability that we can connect with others. So can you trust yourself to rise and break the cycle? Can you rise and remember the truth of who you are? Are you ready to trust the universe enough to let go of your own bullshit and trust yourself once and for all? Now, before we end the show today, I want to guide you through some Ave Sa breath work. Ave means hail to, and Sa was an ancient Egyptian god, the father of all gods. So when we say Ave Sa, it's essentially hail to the divine. And the reason I want to run through this exercise with you is because breathing, breath work, it's going to be one of those game changers in this healing process. And yes, I know it sounds too simple to be effective, but trust me now, believe me later, it works. And that's because when we're breathing consciously, we are inviting oxygen into our body in a way that doesn't happen when we're breathing not consciously, right? So when we're, because we're always breathing, but when we're breathing without consciously taking a breath, we're breathing from a subconscious place. So we're not really getting that deep breath. We're not getting that large supply of oxygen that we really need in order to see things clearly. 
So think of it this way. If you were trying to look at your reflection in the water, if you kept poking at the water or creating ripples or splashing your feet, it's going to be really difficult to see your reflection because that water is constantly flowing, constantly moving. But when you stop and you sit still, when you rest, when you quiet your body, quiet your mind, the water stops moving. The water becomes as still as glass and you have a mirror, a perfect reflection. Now the same thing happens when we consciously take a breath. We supply much more oxygen to our bodies, to our minds, and it's almost like we come up for air, like we get clarity. We ease feelings of panic, anxiety, and stress. So I want you to breathe in through your nose. And when you breathe in, think Ave on the inhale. And then I want you to focus on that beautiful inhale oxygen going right up into your sinuses, right between our eyes at the top of our nose. And that is where your third eye is. So you can also find this third eye space by rolling your eyes inward toward your nose. So that's what we do when we inhale. And then as we exhale, we exhale out our mouth out loud saying, saw. So I invite you to put your feet flat on the ground, sitting nice and tall, back straight, shoulders back, deep breath in through the nose, thinking Ave on the inhale, breathing in that healing golden or white light, holding that between our eyes in that third eye space, and then saying Sa as we exhale out our mouth. All right, we're going to do this three times. Inhale. Sa. Inhale. Sigh. Inhale. Sigh. Let's just do one more because it's free. Sigh. All right, beautiful. I want to invite you to place your right hand over your heart, left hand on your stomach. Uh, women or anybody who identifies as a woman, you can put your uh, left hand over your womb space. Guys, you can hold your left hand over your stomach or you can place your hand or index fin finger gently on your third eye. And together we're going to say the mantra of self-ascension. I am here. I am open. I am ready. Guide me. I am here. I am open. I am ready. Guide me. I am here. I am open. I am ready. Guide me. I am here. I am open. I am ready. Guide me. And still with your right hand over your heart, left hand on your stomach or your womb space, we're going to say the Hawaiian Ho'oponopono three times. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So that's our show for today. If you haven't already, you can sign up for my newsletter, Love Notes, on Elevated Aura's website. That way you can make sure you are updated on all of my latest offerings and energy updates. Remember, kindness starts within. If we were all to focus inward, to be kind to ourselves before we started worrying about what anyone else was doing, this world would be such a different place.